Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Glass Talk. This is Pat Flannery. Today, I spoke with Samuel Doyon Bissonnette. He is the co-president of Unicell Architectural in Quebec, Longueuil, Quebec. Uh, they make uh, a variety of uh, curtain wall products there. Uh, but the one we focused on today was their uh, new-ish uh, timber curtain wall product. Uh, it is a stick-built uh, system that uh, uses engineered wood. Um, I was very curious to find out uh, what the differences are uh, in this sort of uh, curtain wall from regular uh, aluminum curtain wall or uh, fiberglass or some of the other uh, variants we see out there and uh, talked about some of the uh, interesting opportunities that are arising from changes to uh, the codes on uh, combustible materials, mass timber buildings, uh, also uh, changes to uh, our energy requirements and what the implications uh, might be of building our facades out of uh, timber for that. Um, Samuel is uh, very bright and had uh, just a, a number of interesting uh, uh, comments and insights, uh, lots of uh, technical detail here. And uh, I think that uh, anybody really in the industry will uh, be interested in what he has to say about uh, building curtain wall with timber, uh, wood, and uh, engineered wood. As you'll find out, it's not exactly two by fours. It's uh, something uh, much better than that. So uh, please enjoy my conversation with uh, Samuel Doyon Bissonnette. All right, folks, I am here with Samuel Doyon Bissonnette. Sam, how you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for yeah. having me. Sam, my friends, is the uh, more or less newly minted co-president of uh, Unicell, uh, a nice uh, glass fabricator and, uh, and, and facade systems manufacturer in Quebec. Uh, Sam, why don't you just uh, go ahead and start us off by introducing yourself uh, and, uh, and Unicell and, uh, and tell us uh, you know, where you guys are and what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you. So I'm Samuel Doyen Bissonnet. Uh, I have an engineering background. I studied engineering. Then I joined the industry as a project manager uh, with Unicell. Then I became director of engineering. And since January, uh, I'm co-president and shareholder at Unicell Architectural, uh, along with my brother, Vincent, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so Unicell uh, is a family business. I mean, we've been in business for more than 60 years. Uh, we're located just outside Montreal in, uh, in Longueuil, Quebec. And we have three main lines of products. So the specialty glazing, the vision control, uh, with, uh, which was discussed in the previous podcast. We have uh, our own custom aluminum curtain wall and skylight system. Um, and, and we have uh, the, the, newly, the newest addition, which is our timber curtain wall and skylight system uh, that comes from an acquisition that we did in 2018. Uh, we acquired a small company that was doing timber curtain wall uh, just outside of Quebec City. And we grew that uh, in both the residential and the commercial market in the last couple of years. And that's definitely what we want to dig into today, because uh, uh, timber curtain wall is a is, is a neat concept. Uh, it's something I'm not aware of others doing. 
um and uh and and just i guess fortunately for you guys there's just been this you know a, a giant opening with the changes to the combustibility rules uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh for for uh opportunities for application of this plus with all the energy efficiency concerns uh there are some advantages to uh to timber construction uh and we're we're, we're going to get into all that so uh why don't you start us off uh, uh samuel with um um, what has what will walk us through those regulatory changes what 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 what's changed um in the in the in in the rules uh that's making timber curtain walls sort of just exploding in in the number of applications that uh, that we can look at yeah i mean there's there's two main shifts in the rules in the last couple of years uh there is definitely uh in terms of height for mass timber buildings and there is new rules and regulations in terms of thermal performance, and both of which encourage the use of timber curtain walls in the project. If we start with the height, the height limitations, you know, the, the code used to be pretty strict uh, on height for uh, timber buildings and mass timber buildings. And in the last couple of years, there, there's been a lot of work done by FP Innovation, Secobois, and other organisms to really showcase and test, and they did like live demonstration, you know, on fire resistance of uh, mass timber structure. Because what needs to be understood is that, uh, yes, you know, timber burns, but it, when it burns, it actually chars, and the char forms a natural protection uh, against the fire. So, and it's, it, it's, it's really easy to calculate, you know, how much it chars per hour. So if you want to achieve a certain a certain fire resistance, what you do is you oversize your beams and your columns by a certain amount. So it resists, uh, it keeps its pr structural pro properties for a, cer a certain amount of time at the, as the wood charts, you know. So there's more and more uh, high, uh, you know, tall mass timber buildings in Quebec. They, a couple of years ago, they did one that's 13 floors high. Uh, however, at the time, all the mass timber had to be covered up. Right. So it's a beautiful 13-story mass timber building, but you don't see the timber anyway. So now the codes are getting more and more open to that. And nowadays, you can do a 13-story you know, building with the exposed timber. You know, this, this is what you want. Um, and then when you have those mass timber building, well, it just makes sense to have a timber curtain right next to it. You know? uh, we can use the exact same species as the mass uh, timber, so it's a perfect match. Um, now, the other element is in terms of thermal performance. So the, all the new codes, all the new energy codes, uh, they take into account all the thermal bridges, and uh, you know, the timber is much better uh, than, than steel at preventing thermal bridges. You know, it's, it's naturally way less conductive material. And uh, all the new energy codes also are more stringent in terms of U-value, for uh, the fenestration system. And the, the, our timber curtain wall system is a passive house certified system. So with the proper glazing, it can go down to an overall U value of 0.8. So, so this is actually where the codes, they want to go by, NRCAN stated that they want to go to 0.8 of U value by 2030. But we're already there. You know, when we see this product as a future-proof uh, product where you know we're already where they want to go in a couple of years, uh, and we're a perfect match for all the net zero buildings, all the low energy buildings, and um, 
because you know we're, it's a very well insulated uh, system that prevents all th the thermal bridging and yeah uh, yeah, and, yeah that's that that is absolutely where that, that's interesting a 0.08 already so that so that uh i i did not know that it was passive house certified so you guys mm -hmm. are definitely all the way there uh, uh, on the energy regulations, and, and and we'll get into that more in a minute. Um, the other thing um, I, I believe uh, uh, address this on the on the uh, combustibility side of it. Um, there wasn't all uh, only concern about um, uh, the the structure burning, um, but uh, uh, flame uh, propagation across the facade uh, is an old old was an old old concern uh, mm -hmm. dating back, I believe, to the Chicago fire or something in the twenties. Uh, and, um, and, and for that reason, for a long time, we had these rules about um, if you were putting a quote unquote combustible material on the fenestration, you had to have this separation between the, um, between the, uh, the, the, the holes, basically, and, and, mm -hmm. and curtain wall would have been right out uh, mm -hmm. with, a, with a combustible material for that reason, I, I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know certainly it prevented vinyl windows from being put on a high rise. Um, and then, and then there's been all this research done, uh, uh, big efforts by some of the associations to prove that, um, the, uh, well, it, it's kind of six and one half dozen or the other. It's, 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 it's not so much that the, that the vinyl isn't, isn't combustible. It's, uh, it, it, it isn't any more combustible than the aluminum <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and so now I'm thinking, and, and so those rules have been changed, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they've, they've taken away, uh, a, a lot of that. Is that something that is that something that makes it more possible to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And just like a traditional aluminum curtain wall, too, we can we do sometimes have to do you know fireproof joints in between floors. Right. And uh, one very important point too is that on the exterior side, mm -hmm. you know, we we can we most of the time have an aluminum cap and an aluminum cover plate. You know, so there's no. Uh, combustibility or fire propagation on the exterior side. You know, it's on, all on the interior side that you've got the wood, just like you would have some wood furniture in uh, in your building. Now, I, I know the I know the internal structure is not your thing, uh, but uh, you know the first thing that people react to when they hear about timber construction on a high rise, uh, and you know that that would include the facade, is uh, is it's going to fall down. Uh, you know, the, 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 this thing is not this thing is not strong enough. Uh, you're an engineer. Uh, what's the uh, what's the truth there? Uh, well, just the truth. It it can be strong enough when you design it that way. Uh, you know, with all this engineered wood, engineered glue lamp, you know, it's there's there's no problem, and you can reach those multi-story. You know, the the, the structural part of it is definitely not an, a non-issue. Uh, what used to happen may, like many years ago, before all these engineered wood and glue lamp, you know, the way the engineers will know the way they, you do the basic calculations for wood is you know, since wood is a natural material. It's, imperfect there are some imperfections and in the the, the the codes and the way you normally calculate for the strength of a wood structure you've got all these factor factors to depending on the number of knots and that, that they might have a cracks and this and that which greatly reduces uh you know the, the, the usable strength of the wood uh however when you work with engineered wood you know there's much more control and much less of these cracks so it's you know it's 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 a it's it's uh, 
it's building material with no, known parameters. It's they're tested and certified. So the strength is known. It's similar to working with the HSS or an IB. You know, you, you take the values from the chart and you know, it's a known material. So yeah, so we're we're definitely not talking about your two by fours that you're no. using on a on a on a residential house construction. This is engineered. This is engineered wood, and uh, and and I know they can make that very very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and wood by itself, pound for pound, is stronger than steel. Little yeah. known fact, but it's true. <laughs> but of course, <laughs> the density, the density mm-hmm. is the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that okay. So yes, that 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 I think answers that. And, and like you say, there's been a ton of testing, uh, and 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 I know FP Innovations has done a lot of a lot of good work on that. Um, you know, they're obviously trying to trying to promote wood construction and uh, and and like you say, there's been all the models and the you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's well known. And so on the on the uh, when you're designing though uh, uh, some curtain wall uh, uh, made out of timber, uh, are, are are there like different structural considerations? Do you do you, do you, do you have to do you have to come at this uh, differently to 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 get the strength and rigidity that you need, or uh, or 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 is that is it is it really just a matter of making the same shape out of wood? Uh, there are some different considerations, but they are actually I see them as opportunities. Mm. So so the fact that we're using timber as the back member of our mullion you know, gives us a great uh, lot of flexibility. So we're not you know we're not uh, fixed with uh, preset numbers of dies or extrusion, you know. So we can size the mullion exactly to what we need for every specific elevation of every specific job. You know, so we can perfectly optimize the, the mullion dimension. And on top of that, we're working with wood. So we can make the facade load-bearing. So that's really a paradigm shift in the, right. you know, in the curtain wall and facade industry, is that not only you know, we are the building envelope, but we can also be part of the structure. So uh, we often get involved earlier in the process, in the design process, and then we coordinate with the project engineers, the structural engineers, and you say, hey, we can take off some of your load. You can remove that big column at the corner of the building. will be the column, you know? And then the architect loves it because we, you can get some clear, unobstructed views. You know, we can get curtain wall that span for uh, 30 feet without any structures in the back. And on top of that, you know they they support the roof loads wow what a what a massive advantage yeah that that's i didn't think of that yeah the load bearing aspect uh uh, opens up a a lot of interesting possibilities for sure and Mm -hmm. yeah being able to being able to cut your mullions to size and not have to go back to uh, you know the 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 roll shop or the 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 dies i mean Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's that's a that's a really nice uh that's a nice thing on the process side for sure i mean Mm -hmm. you know you just throw it on the machine there and cut it to whatever whatever you want that's that's, exactly that's tremendous um one thing about timber is uh is 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 it is a little more flexible and the thing that comes to my mind uh is um is uh, that could be an advantage too in seismic areas right like if you were in bc or so i I don't know if i don't know if i'm right about this but but it just it struck me that you know like in like like if you're building in an earthquake zone um um you know, there's there's no chance of stopping the building from swaying or shifting, or even a high wind, even high wind situations. There's no chance of stopping the building from moving. Uh, even steel buildings move and sway all over the place. Um, um, and and actually, that little bit of flexibility is is apparently what you need 
in in in, in earthquake zones. Uh, have you have you have you seen anything about that? Is is, yeah. is there any advantages there? Yeah. Well, you know, being from the east coast, we're not often exposed right, not to earthquake yeah. zones. But we've been, you know, we're starting to get in exposed and we've done a couple of jobs on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, the key, as you said, you know, it's flexibility. And as we see, the engineering term is ductility. You know, what you need, you know, to resist earthquakes, earthquake is ductility. And actually where you need the most ductility is that the anchor and at the connections. So uh, timber is great for... Um, for applicate for earthquake applications, we're actually in the process of getting it tested to some, according to various earthquake standards. Uh, but the, the, you know the main aspect that makes that makes it resistant to earthquake is the design of the connections. So oh, okay. The, okay. The other joints. Yeah, that may, yeah that makes sense because uh, yeah the, you don't you still don't want your boards bending to any tremendous degree so yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense um energy efficiency uh uh well we know it's 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 a pretty basic fact that wood is less conductive than uh, than steel and aluminum um and uh so you you've already said you you know you you guys have got a passive house certification on this you're getting a 0.08 um so there's there's obvious advantages there um it, on the uh i think you, you mentioned thermal bridging now now why is it possible to to avoid some thermal bridging uh, con concerns uh, with a with a timber curtain wall instead of uh, instead of the regular. Well, you no, know, where, where you avoid the most of the thermal bridging is when you use a mass timber structure instead of a steel structure. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. But another aspect, you know, what makes it very high uh, thermally performant? Uh, it's not just the wood; it's the whole engineering of the system, because. Um, you know, the, the biggest enemy of wood is water and condensation. Right. And so with that system, we want, absolutely want to avoid condensation on the mold. Uh, so the system is, the, the gasketing system is designed to be super uh, insulating on top of that uh, to prevent any risk of condensation. So we have some really, really thick EPDM gaskets uh, we have some insulating foam within the air cavity to block any convection that could happen there. And we have also have thick gaskets on the exterior. Uh, so all of this makes it really very well insulated. And on top of that, it's a very, very flexible system. So we can incorporate any thickness of glass ranging from half an inch to four inches into the system. So we can go with those tr triple glazing with laminates and all sorts of things. Uh, with the oversized glass that we do them once in a while too, so we can accommodate all of that. Yeah, that that flexibility in the in the in the machining and the and the designing uh, process, the the fabricating process. Yeah, that's that's got to open up. So it so it actually makes it easier to glaze uh, in a, in a, in a manner of speaking, right? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's actually a dry glaze system, so there's no okay. sealant at all in the system. Uh, Hmm. Sealant is great until it's not. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that system, we can avoid all sealant. So it, it's very great from a durability perspective. And, you know, another trend that's you know popping up in the industry is like deconstructability. You know, well, what do you do with with it in a couple of years? You know, that, that after it's you know done the end of life. And uh, it's really easier, much easier to deconstruct and recycle when there's no uh, sealant on top of that. That's uh, a good point. 
another trend that's you know, also coming up more and more is uh, the whole this whole discussion shift. You know, thermal performance is super important. It's going to be the focus of the next couple of years. But a new uh, topic that's emerging it's all about carbon content and carbon footprint. And uh, there's much less embodied carbon, you know, in a timber curtain wall than a traditional curtain wall. That's for sure. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that in my questions, and I should have. Uh, I was just at a building science conference and that's all anyone was talking about because, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, you know, we, we've, we've all done the, the massive load lifting over the last 10 years to, uh, to, uh, to, to get more and more energy efficient designs. And that's great. And well, first it was air water ingress and then it was, then it was preventing thermal transmittance and, 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 and being insulating and, and, and we'll, we'll just get, we'll just get to where we need to be on that. And then now it's going to be all, they're going to throw embodied carbon at us. But uh, yeah, timber curtain wall—that's that's obviously the answer, uh, at least to, uh, on, on that end of it, because the wood, you know, actually sucks up the carbon, right? Like, exactly. I mean, that's actually, you know, that, it's actually got the, you know, it's your a negative your, carbon footprint. It's a negative. <laughs> it's a negative carbon uh, uh, product as far as as far as embodied carbon. I I I, mm-hmm. I think if you took the, I guess you know, if you took the calculation of harvesting. The wood and, and even added that into the equation for what you're using on the building um, um it's never going to approach what what the carbon footprint is of producing aluminum or steel so you're uh, yeah you're, you're you're you should actually be getting bonus points uh on your on your embodied carbon calculations when when those when those become law which isn't yet but it's you know it's 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 on the way have you did you uh, and this is coming out of left field, but I mean, I mean, did you guys get an EPD, an EPD for this product, or a life cycle analysis, or anything like that, or is that something you're thinking about? It's something we're thinking about. Uh, we actually uh, often, you know, we have EPDs for the wood part of the product, which mm. you know, by mass is the most important part. Mm-hmm. So we don't have an EPD yet for the whole system, but we do have some for the wood parts. Yeah, well, they're going to be asking for those, I think, uh, yes. someday soon. So uh, every, everybody will be everybody will be scrambling to, to, to get that one done for sure. Um, what about uh, what about uh, uh, insulating uh, insulating behind the spandrel or anything like that? Uh, any challenges there? Any differences in how that's handled? Uh, no, it's very and for for that matter, it's very similar to a traditional curtain wall. Yeah. Uh, we can ser- we can insert anything we want in the glazing pockets, just like we do, we would do in a traditional curtain wall. So doors, windows, commercial entry doors, commercial 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 windows. We can do all of those. Uh, of course, often we work with you know aluminum clad wood doors that you know match the aesthetics of the curtain wall. But anything can fit. Yeah. Fastener systems. We're talking those the the big green deck screws from from Home Depot. Is that what we're using here or? <laughs> Well, for the, the system to be assembled, you know, all you know, it's a, it's it's a stick built system. Uh, you know, everything is machined in the shop, and all the connectors are put in place in the shop. And it's all hidden connectors that are machined in uh, between the mullions, so they're all hidden. And then when we ter- talk about anchoring to the structure, uh, that's where you know we had to get creative and do a lot of, a lot of engineering because that's where it. That's where it differentiates the most with the traditional aluminum curtain wall, where you get a sleeve. This is a, there's no way of putting a sleeve. Uh, so, but over right. the years, we've, we've come up with all sorts of strategies. You know, there we have knife plates, we have rods that go into the mullion, we have bent uh, steel plates. So, uh, 
we over the years we pretty much worked out every kind of tip connection details so and, any uh, any yeah, thought yeah. of doing a pre prefab unitized system with this or is that it is uh, in the works. It's uh, we work with a German partner on this, so it's at the R and D stage of doing a pre glaze system for for the timber curtain wall. Ooh, we got the we got the red hot we got the red hot yeah. scoop here on the glass top countertop. I yeah. like it. Yeah, nice. It's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good luck with that. A, a, a unitized system would be uh, would be pretty cool to see uh for sure but uh obviously uh, uh nothing wrong with stick built uh it's uh it, it, it's good um weight uh for installation um is uh it, it, it must be significantly lighter the molens the molens themselves yeah they're, actually, well, the, the, uh, yeah they're a bit more they're a bit are they heavier. heavier actually they're a bit heavier than the aluminum ah. but lighter than you know what we get more and more on the aluminum side is we get those tall steel reinforced mullions, you know, for those oversized glass units. So they're right. actually lighter than the steel reinforced mullions, but heavier than the, the empty aluminum mullions. So conceptually, you're you're saying you can actually put larger, you can put larger glass, you can put larger spans in this than you can in an aluminum system. We just we're in the, we just finished a job that's being installed right now where every ver vertical mullion is 43 and a half feet long. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. So there are single pieces of 43 feet. That, that is something else, man. That, that is a, that is a different, um, that is a different thing. So that's so the beauty. Of wood. That's the flexibility you get from wor working with wood. Before before we started, you were you were uh, talking actually some interesting history uh, uh, about the uh, the company that you acquired. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have to say who it is if you don't want to. Uh, uh, um, that um, that that started this. To tell us about the history of this uh, of this product in the background. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start from from the product itself. I mean, it's originated in Europe, mostly in uh, Germany. Uh, so they started doing timber curtain walls about twenty years ago. Uh, and then about 10 years ago, there was this co company called IC2 Tech uh, just out, outside Quebec City that started you know, working with this engineering, uh, this German partner and started doing uh, mostly uh, high-end residential. Uh, this product, Timber Curtain Wall, was a great match for high-end resi residences where, let's say, you have a nice open view towards a lake, towards a mountain, you know, and you, you don't want to stack a couple of windows on top of one another. You know, that's what, that's not what windows are for. And architecturally, that's not interesting because you need to add beams and stuff like that. So timber curtain walls were a perfect match for that. And uh, over the years, I mean, they, they, they managed to do quite a few of these residential projects going even bigger and bigger. And then we, uh, when we acquired the company in 2018, we put all of the engineering, uh, technical department of Unicell behind it, all of the sales force of Unicell that we have throughout Canada and throughout the U.S. And we opened up the commercial market because this is a very, very performing system, both you know, uh, thermally, of course, with, as we discussed, but also in terms of air, water, uh, and structural performance. You know, it, it goes up to the highest commercial standards. So uh, we started doing it some big, you know, commercial jobs, libraries, schools, 
a lot of university buildings and um, it's been a been a great uh, success story and you know this division is growing exponentially from year to year so it, it's really a fun product and it's as i said earlier you know, it's, it's a, i see it as a future-proof product both in terms of thermal performance carbon content design flexibility deconstructability you know it's, it's a future-proof product and it's really interesting to be at the forefront uh, the building envelope industry What's the reaction you've got from 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 your customers? Uh, 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 what 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 are what are the what are the first questions they ask? Uh, architects love it. Architects yeah. love it. They need to say, "How can I put this on my building?" Um, so, uh, and then <laughs> where we have to to do the most work is with the glaciers. You know, of course, right. you know this is something <laughs> new. <laughs> that doesn't surprise new. me. <laughs> <laughs> this is something new. They've yeah. been doing aluminum for years, just like Unicell has been doing. Uh, Unicell Architectural has been doing aluminum for years. Uh, so you know they're quite a bit unco uncomfortable with it to, to right. get started. But we do provide a lot of support. We have some nice installation documentation. If you go on our website, we have some nice installation videos that we've done, and we do provide site supports on every job that we sell. Uh, we guide, you know, the glacier when it's new to them. We guide them in the process. And it's very, very similar uh, to um, a traditional stick-built system. There's two or three different details. And there's the fact that it's dry glaze. Uh, but actually, the fact that it's dry glaze makes it easier and faster to install, you know, when you're used to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's the guys on the lift that you're going to, you're going to have the, uh, you're going to have the, <laughs> A little bit of a little bit of education to do for sure, and yeah. uh, and, and you got to get them. You got to get them to read all those lovely documents, Sam. That's the <laughs> exactly. That's why we go. Well, that's why we go on site. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you better have a body on the ground. I think that's the that's the right approach. <laughs> but once they done one, they say, "Hey, no. send me some others." I mean, they love it. That's how it always is, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Once you get them over the initial, you know, I have to change how I'm doing things. You'll 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 probably get a lot of. I get a lot of uptake on it, so that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Samuel Doyen Bissonnette, what a great conversation! Uh, uh, thanks a lot for uh, for explaining uh, uh, Timber Curtain Wall to us. I, I think uh, I think you've got something neat going on there, uh, and uh, I bet a lot of people uh, uh, around the country will be looking at what you're doing and uh, and 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 being interested uh, to uh, to see where it goes. So uh, uh, thanks so much for joining us on Glass Talk. Well, thanks a lot, Patrick. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.